0: Welcome, everybody, to the Failing Forward podcast. I am joined tonight by Shani Naza, um, and we're going to talk about buying businesses with little to zero down. But before I go, I need to lay down some things for people because I was talking to one of my greatest critics slash cheerleaders, my sister, and she told me over the weekend, she said, Landon, I just don't really get what you're doing. And so maybe I could take a little bit of time just to s- tell you some of the basics of what I'm doing. And I think that might lead us into our discussion better with, with Shanny. So what what are we doing, Shanny? I'm going to answer that question and maybe you can tell me you can give me some feedback afterwards of what we're doing here. So we are real estate investors. We wanted to learn how people do it creatively. So we bought into a mentorship called sub two. And what creative finance means is that we don't buy real estate the traditional way. The traditional way of buying real estate is you go to a bank, you put 25% down to buy something, you get whatever interest rate is currently available on the market. And so if somebody were to go right now and to go buy some property, the traditional way, let's say they wanted to buy a $400,000 property, they would need to come up with $100,000 which for some people that would mean saving their entire life to come up with a hundred thousand dollars, go to a bank, depending on their credit score, the bank would give them a loan and it would probably be in the seven to 8% range. And so if you were to calculate that out, you would get a certain down payment or sorry, a certain payment on your house every month with creative finance. And I think why it's, getting really popular right now is because we can go in and take over somebody else's mortgage so remember how everybody was super excited about mortgages being super low during covid and there are these interest rates of like two or three or four percent one of my properties has 2.75 percent right now and so when somebody is getting behind on their their payments that has a 2.75%, the bank will then say, Hey, we need you to do something about missing all your payments. So somebody like us can go in and take over their payments. So instead of going to a bank and getting an 8% interest rate and hundred thousand dollars down, I could go over to Sally who wants to move. Um, and is in some type of distress, and I can take over Sally's payments. And if we do the math, let's say, so for my property I've had, I bought it with a VA loan uh, three years ago. Not my mortgage is $1,350 right now. But if somebody were to go buy that exact same house, the traditional way, that same payment with an 8% loan instead of a 3% loan, would probably be more like 1800 so it just wouldn't be as affordable. So we're in this mentorship where we learn how to do that. We basically learn how to think outside of the box to do financial things. And the benefit is that if we, if you have that skill, you can do things with less money and grow faster.
1: Even zero down.
0: Even zero down. How did I do, Shani? Was that like...
1: Amazing. If somebody like
0: my sister is like, what the heck are you doing? Basics. Is there I anything? else you? How do you feel yeah. about that?
1: Thank you, Landon. I call it this way. We help people to not go foreclosures or go bankrupt. We are investors who are here to help. And we structure the deal that it's win-win for both sides. We're not taking advantage. We try to help people. And the way how we do it, we get either individually or group of investors we come up and come up with solution for sellers, for homeowners who are, going, who are moving to different places or going to tough time in the life or just getting retired and tired of making those payments. Here we are, solutions.
0: Solutions. Ex- yeah, exactly. I love that. And You know, people in my life have told me that it sounds... Like I'm scamming people. <laughs> what would you say to that?
1: That's opposite, actually. I'm sitting in the car that I bought Sub Two. Okay. I, I was traditional investor. I was buy and hold. And when I find out about Sub Two, I was like, "That's something unbelievable. That's something unreal. Let me just try it." And I joined the team and I started learning and I started seeing okay that's amazing that's actually true i even went to speak to the events and did some actual businesses and i was like if we can't help people with their um, financial situation we can buy these properties to help the people move to different place go move forward with their own life plans it's not only stuck with the problems that forcing people to have distress it's actually opening the opportunity yeah okay i have a property i cannot handle it i better give it to someone and move on with my other plans to grow another part is why would i spend money if somebody has those money to fulfill that gap behind on payments, all these fights, whatever. Right. You don't need that as a human. Just move right. on, buy the new properties, your credit score, credit limit is not burned as you b- destroying right now by behinding payments. Or like work with experts. That's what I call Right. And not only real estate, you can buy businesses that way.
0: Oh my gosh, you're segueing. Okay, <laughs> so... So you said you opened a little, you opened the door on something and you said that we help somebody with their credit score. So Mm -hmm. can you tell me more about that? Like if somebody falls behind on their payments, how do you help them with their credit score?
1: We take over the payments and we take care of those payments on time. Then all credits get uh, current.
0: So, so even though you're paying their mortgage, you're also building their credit, right? Because it's okay. it's in their yeah. name.
1: We are building it. It's actually very good for them so they can buy uh, another properties in the future.
0: Right. I love that. I love that a lot. Me too. Okay. Okay. So should we jump right into the business thing?
1: We can start. Always. Okay.
0: Maybe maybe you can just tell us a little bit about yourself before we before we get going too fast. Absolutely. How did, how did you get into the real estate entrepreneur space?
1: Uh, my background is in international trade, and we when I moved to United States as an immigrant, I was thinking, okay. Uh, what I'm going to do, I'm going to do my trade business. So I started retail, I did wholesale, but always was my passion is to a real estate business. But I was thinking that it's not going to be available for me since I'm an immigrant. Then I was working different stuff. Then I start. I created a tech company who was working as a tech solution for the real estate investors to do their flips. And by doing this, we was matchmaking the companies and, uh, investors together. So I learned that there is options. You don't have to be like a citizen. Anyone can be, it's an open door. Anyone can do a real estate in us. That's how I start. I just bought one property, uh, FHA at that time we didn't have green card. We had work authorization and social security, great income. I got the house. I was surprised. I remember it was like a 286K. In two years, we sold that property for 450K. I was like, wow. oh my God, that's wow. amazing. When did,
0: when did you buy it? Uh, we bought
1: it back in 2017. Uh, and in 2019, Indeed. sold it for 450 450,000. Yeah.
0: Wow. So you you didn't have your green card when you used the FHA loan? Yes. Wow. Okay. Any
1: immigrants who have work authorization and social security, tax returns, they are qualified for FHA loan. That's a huge as a first time but home buyers, of course. And you have a lot of government subsidized to even buy this property zero down. Wow. Yeah.
0: I, now, before we go, keep on going. There are three people watching. So I just wanted to let those three people know that Shani and I have paid to be in this mentorship and we can ask, answer any questions. So if you just type your questions either on Facebook or YouTube, we can we can. Oh, they're all gone. They just all left. Now we have zero. Now we have zero audience. They just got scared.
1: OK,
0: <laughs> We can, let's keep on going.
1: They got scared of immigrants. They,
0: they just got scared. As soon as I said there's three people, it went down to two and then Uh, it went down to zero. But okay. All right. So, immigrant, so you didn't have your uh, green card. You still got an FHA loan. You made like $100,000 in two years from owning real estate.
1: Yes. In two years. Double your money. Okay. Then I started doing when I started tech company again. We did work with fundraising and yeah. the fundraising was good when I in used um, investors, when I used partners, developers, and that's how it come up with creative financing deals and buying businesses. Then I moved to Miami and I saw that there is a lot of opportunities, business owners with Real estate, commercial buildings that can produce more cash flow than residential. I was like, "Huh, let's just try this creative finance on buying businesses." So we had few negotiation uh, with business owners regarding the informations and most. Some people doesn't understand how creative finance work. As you said, my sister doesn't know what's going on. Right and when we actually get the stuff together, then people say, oh my God, how did you come up with this? How did you get this? Then they start looking at the numbers, at the informations, and those investors coming to me and asking, okay, how do I do it? Or people are retiring, um, they come to me, they're asking me mentorship, they're asking me how to do with this, how to deal with this, and I give them solution it's super simple you just structure the deal that it's win-win for both sides
0: okay wow so what type of businesses have you bought
1: so i bought one cafe and i don't call it cafe it's kind of restaurant i like business as a long term i call it COVID proven
0: (laughs) A COVID-proven COVID business, COVID okay? Proven business. I'm interested. Just in case there's another pandemic.
1: Yes, I'd, there is I'd another I want to have a
0: COVID-proven business. <laughs> I heard restaurants would be really hard to survive during during COVID.
1: The way how we structure it is we just needed a place with all permits already. And those people was moving to different place for family reason because of the kids worth raising. They had lease on that place for another five years okay they didn't want to destroy their rent because they're going to lose twenty-five thousand on their rent instead we jump in we got the pro we got this business because we needed all their staff workers are prepared everybody's ready and now what we're going to do is we will put this subscription-based lunches for senior living assistance places for corporate that's it. Creative. And
0: okay. So tell me again, why did they want to get out? They wanted to get out of the business just because they were retiring?
1: They was moving to different city. Different They're state. hmm
0: And then did they have any emotional connection to the business? Like okay, so I was listening to a podcast about this and mm-hmm. what Pace and Jamil were saying was that or sorry, Abraham Gray. They were uh-huh. saying that a lot of businesses feel very prideful that they're in that space. They've served their community for a long period of time and they feel bad about just leaving. So they want to pass on their legacy. Is that, was that true in that case at all?
1: I had another business that was okay. emotionally too connected that that deal fall apart because of that emotional connection. The business owner was retiring Uh, It was very good business, but he was just like, he's ready to retire, but he didn't want to give up the business. He wanted his kids to continue business, but the kids didn't want to deal with this business anymore.
0: Yeah.
1: That's like a common 80% of the businesses when it's retired person who build this business, the same problem. And now... When you come in, it's it's so tough to work with those deals. With this deal, what we got, it was simple. Uh, There was business people. They bought it. They sold it. They're gonna open new one.
0: Okay, that sounds too easy. So if somebody wanted to retire, but they, and so somebody wants to retire, they want to pass it on their kids, but their kids don't want to do it. What's the typical next step that those type of people take? Do they just post on Craigslist like, "Hey, we want to get rid of our, we want to sell our business"?
1: Contact me or our community. <laughs> we will take care of you.
0: <laughs> okay, so how do how do people find you, or how did you find them?
1: Uh, super simple. You can always DM me, uh, and any people they can contact me. My phone numbers will be down below on the comments. Uh, I can But with your
0: your cafe your cafe business, how did you find them?
1: I found them actually on Facebook, on Marketplace.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: They just posted. There is plenty of the businesses selling on Facebook. Really? They don't know some questions that you ask as an investor. They don't have their financial properly. So you have to be, when you buy those businesses from sellers, they have nothing. It's like their so bookkeeping,
0: is, their bookkeeping mm-hmm. is just awful?
1: Yes. It's like a family, pops and mom stars. It's uh, small businesses. It can be some CPAs. They think they're experts, but there is a lot of mistakes that investors usually, as professional investors, doesn't want to deal with those businesses. It's always good to know, like, what are you going to deal with this? Yes, you get this business. You, You acquired this business, but can you handle it? Because yeah. those people, especially emotionally connected, they can trust you to give up their baby to you.
0: Okay, so so when you take over a business, you have to basically just go through their, their books. Well, you probably go through their books and make sure it's something that you want to even buy before you buy it, right?
1: Absolutely. The way how I personally do my due diligence on business, I talk to their customers. Mm. I just go to the place, I sit down, I ask them what they like, what they don't like. And then based on this experience, how long they come to the business, do they refer the business to their uh, friends and family? That's how I go. Okay. Numbers always can be movable. Number one is location. Number one is the customers.
0: Oh, okay. That sounds interesting. So you're saying you could go in and look at their books and their books look super nice. But then when you go talk to the customers, that can be a, a bad sign if their customers are upset.
1: Uh-huh. Okay. Huh?
0: Does anybody like try to make their books look super nice before they sell a business?
1: Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. man. PNLs. <laughs> wow.
0: Wow how do you
1: creative than us as pace says uh most liars are sellers
0: (laughs) yeah what is he he says liars are liars are or sellers are liars and buyers are worse something like that yeah Okay. okay so so this mom and pop cafe place that you bought how much did you how much did you put down
1: It's twenty thousand.
0: Twenty thousand. Okay. And then how much more money did you have to put in after you took over the business?
1: So we had initially two hundred K to purchase business. Okay. Um the valuation was about three hundred fifty, but we was able to negotiate the deal, two hundred cash. I brought one operational partner. Who's going to run this place and we can grow it he also put the money and i brought just an investor passive investor who just invested money and he will be getting his return at the exit in three years okay down deal you're always looking for right people if you want to partner up if you want to look as a creative deal to uh, acquire these businesses always work with right people, experts in what they're doing. If there is operational people, they will, you want to make sure that they have experience in this industry. Mm. And if you find like, okay, I just need money, I know how to handle this business, then you want like a professional experienced investor who knows how money grows.
0: Okay. Okay. So you you put that in and then how long does it take for you to start getting your money back? Do you have to wait for the business to stabilize first? Is it like a long road of just grinding away? What's that process?
1: Business is cash positive already. It brings up 5,000 cash monthly. Every month. Every month as is. Whoa, that <laughs> sounds crazy. It is. By investing 200K, 5,000 cash, cash flow after all. Amazing. I like that this.
0: <laughs> and, but did that, so did you do very much work or was it just the operational person that did all the work?
1: I did personally. I structured the deal. Okay. I negotiated the deal. Uh, we have my lawyer closed the deal. And that's it.
0: Wow. That's pretty amazing. Okay. So what's what's the next thing for you then?
1: Next thing? Buying more businesses. <laughs> now with real estate.
0: <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, did you buy the real estate with the cafe?
1: No. Did you- this. I bought this business just because of the location. Okay. And tasty food. Uh, now I want to focus on buying business with real estate.
0: Both at the same time. Okay.
1: Both at the and, same time.
0: And can you explain for the audience? We do have an audience again, by the way. Can you okay. explain to the audience why you want to buy both? Why wouldn't you just buy the business by itself?
1: There is a dilemma right now. Okay. Commercial properties, they are not selling well because of the market downside, everybody afraid of retail. I like retail because no matter what's going to happen, it's going to be ups and downs like each in every business and you can get real estate. It's easier. It's bigger number. Number one, it's easier to get traditional SBA loans. Number three, you are more protected by asset and easier to bring more investors.
0: You're protected by the asset. And you said it's easier to bring more investors?
1: Yes. Because because there's... Tell me why. Because the real estate, it's depreciation, appreciation, all of this good stuff. Most people, they like tangible assets. Right. This is why they can, they can say, okay, I like the real estate, but I don't like business. But when they see mathematically by finance, they're actually getting more from the businesses. You can bring investors, partners from a real estate world or just angel investors, VC firms, that's going to potentially help you sell your company that you built from scratch Basically, bought it, fix and flip the businesses. That's what I call it. Just sell it to bigger companies. They would love to take it. They are looking for these businesses.
0: Okay. So you get, whoa. So you can There's a lot of- You can go in, fix and flip the business, and then somebody else will easily just want to come take that over. Yes. Okay. You just, you just blew my mind there for a second. I had never <laughs> even thought about that. I always thought you would want to fix and flip a business and then just hold the business.
1: That's another option. I like to fix and flip.
0: And then sell. And then And then, sell. And then you probably make a lot of money.
1: Absolutely.
0: <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you have to stabilize for like a couple of years to prove to the, yeah. to the buyer that it's going to last for a while?
1: My timeline always 24 months. It's a minimum, depending on the business. When it's something simple, 24 months, two years, it's enough to build the processes and to have enough time to your team to work on the acquisition, on the exit.
0: Okay. Wow. So if you, so let's go back to the numbers on your cafe. Okay. So you put in 200,000.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You're going to be cash flowing money, $5,000 a month for two years. Mm-hmm. So let's see. What is that? 5,000 times 24 months. So you're going to earn $120,000 just in cash flow. Yes. And that as is, as is. So you're already getting like a 50% return just on cash flow. Yes. And then, if you sell the business, how do you, h- how much do you think you'll sell it for? Five x. Five x. Yes. So two hundred. You think you'll get a five hundred percent return?
1: We can increase it. Uh, the idea right now we're working on is flip it, build the processes so business work by itself. We're not rely on the human being increase on the marketing and bring the value raise it re, uh, increase the revenue and then okay and then it. and
0: then sell it for a million dollars
1: yes even more okay
0: that sounds like a really good way to make money
1: <laughs> absolutely if you do it if you're right partners
0: okay how does how does somebody like me just just get into that though? You join sub two and then you talk to Shani Naza.
1: <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's a, one way to do it. Or you can just come to the just walk in any restaurants. There is retiring, or okay. they just started, and you have some knowledge in marketing. It's a key, especially in food industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can just come up and join as a partner, equity partner. Okay. Everything published. Your job is just increase the revenue, and then you you get that whatever is additional revenue you bring, you negotiate the deal that you split, and here is the money, zero down.
0: Wow. Okay. And you're not bringing any money because you're bringing you're bringing private money lenders. To the table, you're just the one negotiating everything.
1: Yes, and I'm okay. going to sell this.
0: Okay, that's that's pretty amazing. That's pretty cool. It is. All right. Well, does anybody from the audience have any questions about that? I won't say your name when you type it in, <laughs> but we'll wait for wait to see if any questions pop up um oh shannon you're gone i'm gone i'm
1: here okay here i
0: am oh there you are there you are okay
1: okay um any questions i don't see questions here
0: no i i don't see any popping up which is which is fine okay um let's let's talk about a few mindset things and then we'll we'll kind of wrap wrap things up how do you feel like what's what's one of the biggest mindset issues that you see people running into when they're trying to do entrepreneur stuff
1: taking actions okay i see i met a lot of people who have brilliant ideas they uh they know a lot of knowledge is expert but they're afraid to take action that first step because oh i'm not good like i was like okay just build A stairs to success from your failures. That's okay. You're an entrepreneur. Just do it. Simple. Just do it. Just do it. Yes, you can make mistakes. Absolutely. But you have to do it. You don't know if you get results unless you try.
0: Right. I think people are scared of losing money, right? Absolutely. They think they're going to go bankrupt.
1: I, (laughs) I call this way if you are not ready to lose your money, don't go in investment. Investments, it's all about risks. Right. You either win chunk of money, maximize your ROI, or you lose everything.
0: If you're not- At any time in business, in in entrepreneurship, you need to be able to accept that you could lose everything.
1: Right. In job if you have full-time job, one day you can get fired you're not protected same thing goes business. That's the mindset of people get too too scared of actions it's mm-hmm. like sometimes I don't understand.
0: yeah but people that take action they usually don't fail like that they usually don't don't lose everything they just think they're gonna lose everything right? Is that, yeah prepared
1: is that true? that's why they don't lose
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> but even people like dave ramsey i feel like dave ramsey went bankrupt like several times but he just kept on going forward and learned from it and got better and yeah. i I've, i feel like i've heard other stories where people go bankrupt but then they learn from going bankrupt and they're fine absolutely and, and they just keep on going and then they learn how to turn into a million dollars in a 24 month period. Like what you're doing.
1: Right. I became a financial advisor for my failures so I can learn what is the risk management, what can be protected me from failures and how do I manage those risks that can be to the business owners in order to avoid that failures. Or loses, loses. Sure. There is a solutions. It's super simple. You just plan ahead and go for it.
0: Yeah. That's okay. the one I like. Action. All right. Well, you're inspiring me right now because I'm, I get stuck with that all the time. But
1: there
0: you go. I'm trying to take action. So. All right, Shani, Is there um, any last words of advice you'd you'd give any anybody? advice for the audience for the world you're on youtube live
1: just do it find the right people prepare your mindset you can do it if you want to do it you always find a solution how to do it the rest is 20% luck 80% actions that's Perfect. All. all
0: right Perfect. I've, I've heard, I heard that, um, I think it was Steve Jobs talks about how he doesn't in, in his life, he's just moved forward and doesn't quite know what the answers are, but then the answers kind of just start figuring themselves out. Whereas I think in school we're used to there being a textbook that explains everything. And if we just study the textbook, we'll do well on the test, but in this world, it's the exact opposite.
1: Yes. Schools doesn't tell you how to live, how to... They're missing a lot of stuff. They give you tools, but they don't teach you how to use those tools.
0: Right. All right. Well said. Right. Okay. Well, this has been a great episode. I had a guest for next week, but they canceled. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so i'm working on getting a guest for next week but i have a guest for the next two weeks after that so excellent just keep on plugging along here on tuesday nights on my youtube channel and hopefully just keep on learning and growing and hopefully we get a bigger audience yes i'm going but thanks for coming on the show shanny it's been a pleasure um and we're going to be done now. All right, everybody thanks.
1: Bye. Thanks for having me. Bye. All right.